And if we want to live in that place of look at me, I'm right, is let the enemy come right into our marriage and just sow seeds of destruction. Proverbs 16, 8, right? Mm -hmm. Pride goes before destruction Mm -hmm. and a haughty spirit before a fall. This is Behind Our Smiles. Pursuing connection. And finding joy. Even in the struggle. And welcome back to another episode of the Behind Our Smiles podcast. We are Joe and Tara Buchanan. And we're so glad that you're hanging out with us. And before we get started, by the way, today's topic is that I may be right. You may be right. Oh, maybe. Doesn't, doesn't say you will it, be right. Okay. Can I just get rid of the word may? and just, <laughs> you, you are, are right? right. Sure. <laughs> Uh, We'll get to that in a second. First, I want to thank our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. If you don't know a lot about them, when a medical need arises, your medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries, and then they notify members to pray and send money directly to you for your shareable bills. Now, what I love a lot, not only are you getting money for your bills, but people pray for you. You can use the money received to help pay your medical bills. If you want to find out more about Samaritan Ministries, by the way, you can join today. Just go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So we talk about in this podcast that there's things we talk about that we still struggle with and things that we have victory over. Right. And this episode definitely falls in the category of things we still struggle with. Really? Mm-hmm. I struggle with being right? With <laughs> <laughs> You don't struggle with being right, okay. but the desire we want to be right yes. so badly. So we had to think of some times that, you know, we each have thought we were right and it turns mm. out we weren't right. So for we this... We didn't have to think really hard, did we? But for this story, I decided to go way back into time. Uh Uh-oh. Into 1993. Because I was really right a lot more when I was younger. Yes, but we'll go back to (laughs) the time you weren't right. And I really like like this story because we were, at the time, it was 1993, and we were talking about the song. Wait a minute, you're going there. But that far back. You're going with that story? And it was 1993, and there was a hymn that we would sing in church called It Is Well With My Soul. (laughs) And Joe at one point told me that Wayne Watson wrote that song. Okay, so... And so I was sure. I'm like, no, I'm fighting you to the end on this. I am 100% sure Wayne Watson did not write that song. And of course, my pride said, yes, he did. Because he recorded the song. And that's the only version I He covered it very well. Yeah. I hadn't been... uh, I've been maybe a Christian for five years, and so I hadn't heard No, 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 no. Okay. But also, you were in the music scene. You were working in music stores, working in Christian music stores. So I was like, yes, I can't believe it. Joe didn't know this. Yeah, I would have other stores call our store to have questions about songs they couldn't find mm-hmm. because I I had you a knowledge. Music. So when it comes to this song, it, honestly, I know it as well with my soul's been around forever now. But at the time, I honestly had never heard a version of the song outside of Wayne Watson. Yes, and I had grown up in church. And he had the newest version, so I thought it was a new song. So I knew growing up in church that this song had been around a lot longer than Wayne Watson. And of course, at that time, we were like arguing about this for, I think, a day or two. You mm-hmm. just were so sure. And I'm like, I got this on you. And of course, we didn't have Google back then. But I believe one day, I think I opened up a hymnal. <laughs> and I'm like, that's who wrote the song. And I think the date, like 1800s or whatever it was, longer than that, right? So there's that times where I'm going, man, I know that Joe's wrong. And I'm just like, I'm going to prove him that he's wrong. Because there was no way in my mind that you were right. And sure mm. enough. It was I wasn't true. right. And I fully admit <laughs> you that. Wait, and there was a lot of humble pie to be eaten. Go back a couple sentences. You were right. Okay, you yes. may be right. Okay, but wrong. I never said that at the time. I said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and the the one thing that I learned through that experience, and it's funny because I, I still fail at it, but the harder my stance on being right when I wasn't, the harder the fall mm-hmm, when right. I found out that I was wrong. And then I don't know if I was as kind either, because again, 
30 years later, I'm still like rumbling it in. Like I knew a music fact that you didn't know because and now you're like the music everything. And if I happen to get something right that mm. you don't know, it feels really good. So how did it, <laughs> how did it feel? You just told us, but how did it feel when you, at the very end, when you were able to, I was able to say, yeah, you, you were right. Oh, that was wonderfully vindicating. <laughs> I'm like, this has finally told me that I'm right on this. And I think we've had that same argument a thousand times since debating certain facts. Not over it as well with my soul. No, we've established that. Yeah. And, but I can use that as an example. See that one time that you were wrong and so I was right? So what ends up happening, and the same is true when, when Tara is 100% wrong, and I know that she's wrong, there's a temporary joy, right? Mm -hmm. When you realize you got it. Mm -hmm. They are completely wrong. And the harder they stand, the greater that mm -hmm. joy feels, right? Mm -hmm. But in the end, it's so temporary. And what ends up happening, if we're not careful, is it ends up hurting us. Mm -hmm. right. It is a good feeling, like especially if you've been going at it for a while, and you're each, you know, gearing up your own side to say, this is why I'm right. And you're giving your proofs and evidences. And that moment they say, oh, you know, you look at the picture, you find the hymnal, you find your evidence to prove it. <laughs> and it's like that moment is so wonderful. The problem is that's pride. And, yeah. and that is ultimately going to destroy your marriage and not build it up. Because even though it's a great feeling, it doesn't help us be per connected. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you know, being close to you necessarily. And it's not like you're going, oh, now that you've proven me wrong, honey, <laughs> right. just come give me a hug. <laughs> Although I will say on that particular example, I'm really grateful because I was, I actually had a radio show at the time mm -hmm. and who knows what I may have said in trying to prove <laughs> that it is true. Well, if, if the problem really is, it's not just wanting to be right, but the problem is wanting to always be right. right. And that is even more poisonous to our marriage. If I feel like, I'm always the one who's right. And mm -hmm. you're never right with anything you say. So everything you say, I'm like, well, no, I am the sole possessor of truth. <laughs> <laughs> everything I say automatically is right. And the times that I'm like that, Joe, and I know I am, that's extremely irritating to you. And it doesn't make you want to connect with me. Right. It doesn't make you want to love me in any way. It's, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, well, it hurts us, right? Mm -hmm. it, it definitely hurts us. And it, it actually hurts to be on the other side of that too, mm -hmm. because in that moment, I'm taking joy and you're wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're wrong, and that's not making me want to connect with you either. It's making me want to say, hey, see, mm -hmm. I am right and you are wrong. And so I think to pursue connection, um, which is ultimately what it's about, uh, we mm -hmm. have to be really careful when we're... Right, because uh, we're, we're taking sides still. So you're you know, over in Wrightville. <laughs> or right. wrongville and you just live in the city of wrongville i live in the city of rightville and it's like if we're both in those opposite camps we end up just forming camps instead of being in the same same team but it reminds me i've been uh, part of this bible study at church and we're studying uh, leo giglio's book called don't give the enemy a seat at your table mm -hmm. and he tells this story where there had been an issue of who's right and who's wrong in his life in one of his ministry situations and in the end he was proven right and mm -hmm. he was like yes yeah. so he sends a text to his friend just to go i knew it I am right. This person did what I thought they're going to do. And can you believe it? Yes. You know, just tell me how right I am because it feels so good to be right. Mm -hmm. And he's waiting for the text to come back to him. Like, okay, this person's going to tell me again how right I am. And instead, this wise friend of his said, don't give the enemy a seat at your table, mm -hmm. which basically says this is feeding your pride and pride goes before a fall, right? Pride right. is destruction. And if we want to live in that place of look at me, I'm right. I figured it out, I'm right, is let the enemy come right into our marriage and just sow seeds of destruction. 
Right, Proverbs 16, 8, right? Mm -hmm. Pride goes before destruction Mm -hmm. and a haughty spirit before a fall. Uh, Also realizing in that moment when we're, if I'm stuck on this idea that I'm right and you're wrong and and I'm really given into the pride side of that, we don't have to look very hard to see where I am wrong. Mm -hmm. And and for whatever reason, my, uh, in being right in that moment overshadows Mm -hmm. all of my wrong because I want to focus on this part of being right. Right. And I think, you know, when it says in James that, you know, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So when we are, are living for a prideful state, we're living in opposition to God. And if we are living in opposition to God, we also lose our ability to become, we're opposition to each other, right? Because mm-hmm. our core relationship is staying connected to God. So when we're living in a prideful place, we're not connected to God, which means we're not connected to each other. And there's a very humbling verse in Colossians. <laughs> That talks about this idea that if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, mm-hmm. he deceives himself. And when I am totally focused on being right, what ends up happening is it's not just that moment that I'm right. It's not just that one thing we're talking about. I tend to to start this whole idea of focus that I'm always right. Right. And I'm right about everything. We're incapable right of ever this. being wrong. Isn't it funny how pride does that? <laughs> Otherwise, we're sowing seeds of deception in our marriage. Right. We're not living in truth and honesty because we're both lying to ourselves about <laughs> the state of who we are. And always right is definitely not who we are. Right. It's not who we want to be no. either. Because again, when I am focused on being right, then it ruins our connection. So we're going to take a quick break, hear from our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. And when we come back, we're going to talk through some antidotes and uh, things that we've learned or are learning when it comes to uh, being right. When it comes to your health care provider, what are some words you would use to describe your experience with them? Comfort? Peace? Confidence? Well, at Samaritan Ministries, those are just some of the words our members use frequently. Like Samaritan member, former long-term board member, and now staff member Jamie Piles uses to describe his 24-year relationship with Samaritan Ministries. It's hard to put words into the comfort and the relief and the peace that you have as you've come to terms that Samaritan Ministries is real, it's viable, and it's working, and it's there. We just thank God that He's allowed us to have that kind of peace to be in a situation where I can focus on things that are far more important than what are we going to do about healthcare. Want to be part of a growing, caring community of Christians who faithfully share each other's medical needs each month, all without the use of insurance? Find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So the issue with pride is if left unchecked, <laughs> and left to its own devices, it will destroy everything in its path. Right. And, you know, one thing about pride, too, is it's not always a good sin, a sin that you can really easily touch with your hands mm. and measure. You know, it's a heart struggle. It's in your head. It's us feeding our own flesh mm. of what we want. So it's an internal battle. And obviously, if you live with somebody who's dealing with pride, you can smell it. <laughs> I once heard a, but, a pastor say that all sin really comes back right. to pride. It mm-hmm. all kind of stems back to pride. And so the catch with the opposite of pride, the Bible says, is humility mm. and humbleness. And we, you know, there's so much written about humility, but yet it is still so hard to actually do. Well, like pride is hard to mm-hmm. always put your finger on. I think humility mm-hmm. is hard to put your finger on. And, and I heard it defined like this, and I love it. This was years ago, but this idea of humility is not thinking less of yourself, mm-hmm. it's thinking of yourself less. Right. So putting others before you. Well, that's like a C.S. Lewis, I'm pretty sure that's a C.S. Lewis quote, and he talks about this in the Screwtape Letters, which mm-hmm. is crazy. 
And he talks all about how the enemy is trying to work with us and thinking that humility is just thinking that we're bad. Like, rather you spend all day long thinking about how bad you are, mm. that, they, that the enemy has got you right in his hands if you spend all day thinking about right. how bad you are. It's like, no, you're allowed to be good at something. You're just not, you don't need to dwell on it. So same thing, we're allowed to be right. And sometimes we are going to be saying things that are true, but we don't dwell on it in a sense like, this makes me so happy to know I've got it. And even he says, you know, the enemy wants you to be able to say, if there's a beautiful cathedral that's built in the world, it's the best. We can rejoice in how beautiful that cathedral is but not feel like we had done it ourselves. Mm. So we rejoice in the truth. We don't rejoice in being right. We can rejoice in the truth. And that's where we can fall back on, not lies. Yeah, and it's not, I think sometimes uh, we get competitive and we find ourselves in a place where we almost want to destroy someone else to be mm -hmm. right. Like, I'm so, look at this, I'm so right and you're so wrong and let me, mm -hmm. let me spend time telling you about that. And it's, um, it's good to be reminded that we can rejoice in the truth of the right mm -hmm. without having to rejoice in the fact that you're wrong. Yes, and that, yes, exactly. So the one thing that we've done to help mitigate that pride that I say in my heart <laughs> when I'm struggling with it, and when Joe says something that's very wrong, <laughs> and I know he's wrong, so I'm just gonna set it up. I know he's wrong and I know I'm right. Let's establish that in whatever situation we're talking about. But then when the Lord works in my heart to, to help me find a shred of humility, I've just learned to say or think, you may be right. Mm. And that's where we like to sing our favorite song from Billy Joel. You may Joel. be right. It may be crazy. Yes. <laughs> well, no, but you may be right. And I thought that was like, like a baby step. And it's not saying again that you're right. So if you're take, saying something that's untruthful, again, we're talking about things we can bicker about. How far away is that city? It's 20 miles. No, it's 30 miles. I drove that last week. Well, no, it's 20 miles. I just checked MapQuest and we're going back and forth, right? Is it 20 miles? Is it 30 miles? But we can say, you might be right. Let me just mm. stop for a minute and not just assume you're wrong. And I think that really helps my heart to say, let's just stop for a second and consider what Joe's saying. Well, we have spent so much time <laughs> arguing through things so much time. that don't matter. Don't matter. And if you just simply say, you may be right now, if it comes down to it, it's important. We've got to be there at two o'clock. Mm -hmm. I think it'll take a half hour. No, it's going to take us an hour. That's good to talk through. Mm -hmm. But in most cases that we find ourselves arguing, we're like, we'll look back and be like, what was that all about? It only was about being right. Yes. Right. And the thing is this, often we do play off each other. Mm. So obviously like if one person breaks it and says, you may be right, then the person who's fighting for it how does that change your position, right? You're just like, no, Tara, it's 30 miles, I know. And I stop what I'm fighting and say, you may be right, then your whole attitude changes. Right, I end up Googling it to mm -hmm. see. I'm like, oh, Tara, you know what? You were so right. It actually is for you. Or we were both wrong. Right. It's way out there. But I feel like in the past, when one of us says, mm. you may be right, then me, when you said that to me, I just stopped fighting so hard. I'm like, mm. okay, I just kind of wanted to, I wanted you to consider my point of view and give me credence that maybe I know what I'm talking about. Then once you give that to me, my defenses fall, I feel less prideful. And then I'm like, okay, let's find the truth. Right, because in the early days when we started that, you may be right, and we're not perfect at it by any stretch, but I remember you saying something to me like, you you make me feel stupid. Mm -hmm. And and once I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, that's not what I want. I wanna be mm -hmm. right, but I don't wanna make you feel right. stupid in the process. So it really does, it does come back to respecting each other's feelings, right? And opinions. Right. I think you really can't get around it. I think if you are, and I'd say that you and 
me, but if I really want to be in that place where I'm saying I'm absolutely right, I know for sure I am going to make you feel stupid. Mm. Like I really can't say, oh, I don't want to make you feel stupid. I just want to be right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one of those things you don't intend to do. But when again, when pride fills your heart and you have to be right, the other person feels stupid, dismissed, you know, their opinions don't matter. Nothing matters. Their feelings don't matter. And again, we find destruction. So when Tara or I sing the song, the chorus, you may be right, Mm -hmm. it does soften everything at that point and it allows us to work together to be right so let's say for example i say uh we have to be there it's 30 miles away and you say no it's 40 miles when we start to argue about it instead of arguing just say you know what you may be right let's look Mm -hmm. and find out so we both know Mm -hmm. so then we can both go at it together and be like oh you know what it was 35 miles that's so funny right and learning at that point for those silly things where it's just about being right it is something we can laugh about Hmm. and go yes you're right i was wrong and in episode one, right, or episode <laughs> right. two, uh, that won't work. We shared a little bit about how pride does that and how I have stood my ground on things. Mm-hmm. I I really, at the end of the day, I'm like, what am I standing my ground on this for? And it comes down to this idea, like, the stronger you stand, the stronger I stand. Mm-hmm. And when we can get to that place of humility to say, I care more about you than mm-hmm. being right, it changes yeah. everything. And when I, again, when I feel that, when I sense that from you, then I totally, I'll give up every argument I have. And a lot of times we have swapped places where we're both arguing <laughs> we will not budge on a certain issue. And we let humility into the picture and suddenly on a dime, we've swapped sides. Right. And now I'm arguing the exact same thing you were arguing five minutes in, five minutes in. And you're like, no, come to think of it, Tara. You were exactly right. And you're giving me the exact same arguments I was giving you five minutes ago. And so that in my mind going, okay, that's a whole lot better way to argue. <laughs> so that's all wonderful. But what mm-hmm. happens, Tara, when you really are wrong? What do we do when you're I can't remember a time. Really I don't know how wrong. that feels. <laughs> how do I uh <laughs> what is the best way so, in a humble way to say or or how how is the best way for you to tell me no Wayne Watson did not write that song? You are completely wrong. So our best example of this is probably when we're driving. <laughs> and when we're driving together, Joe, you drive 90% of the time. Joe is the better mm. driver of the family. I'd rather not if he can drive. So navigating, right? Even if we're following a map or not following a map, what exit do we take? Where are we going? Get in this lane, get in that lane. And immediately, again, this is kind of life, de- life and death issue occasionally if you're <laughs> yeah. wrong. Well, I'm blind in one eye and Tara's So there are times that, again, it's gone both ways. That you're like, okay, you're driving and I'm helping you navigate. Mm. I'm like, okay, we're going to be turning up here this mile. And you're like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, I think, oh, this happened a month ago. We were going to stop for an exit. And you're like, I'm like, no, don't stop at this exit. There's an exit coming up ahead. Mm. And you're like, I don't think there is. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there is. There's an exit coming up ahead. <laughs> so you miss the exit. You fly past it. And I check my map and go, oh. We got another 10 miles for the 10 next miles exit. exit. Yes. I think we're deciding whether or not to get gas right. or something. And I'm like, oh, And I think in that moment when you said, I think we should stop here, this might be the last exit. I should have just said, you may be right. (laughs) Let me check the map. But I would, in my mind, I'm going, I know. And I didn't even know where I was. To be honest with you, I knew where I was, but I did not know the exits by hand. So really the song would have gone, you may be right or I may be walking. Yes. (laughs) So I'm like... I just felt at that point, I just had this womanly intuition that there was another exit coming. <laughs> there was one coming. And it I'm was like, 10 miles oh, I'm sure road, if we miss but... this one, there's one coming in a mile from now. Mm. We're fine. We can skip gas. We're not going to stop for gas now. We'll get at the next exit in one mile. Then we find out it's 10 miles. And I'm like, are we going to be okay? Do we yeah, have enough gas? Yeah, because by the way, the check engine light, or not the check engine light, the fuel light had been on for a little while. So, so yeah. 
how mm. when you're saying when you're driving again split second decisions too it goes back to again do i want to make you feel stupid and do i want you to be wrong and i think that's the heart check do i want joe to be wrong mm. in this case we go we want truth we want to get to the gas station in time to fill up our car mm. and it doesn't matter if joe's the first person to say take this exit or i'm the right person to say wait and exit so i think the catch that's for me my heart check do i really want joe to be wrong and usually if i say i don't want him to be wrong i just want to get to the next gas station right. safely. Right. And I think too, in processing all of this over the years, Tara, one of the other things, conclusions that we've come to is um, a hard check for me is I'm not eager uh, or happy to catch your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not like wanting you to be wrong and wanting to yes. point those things out. And you're looking with the eye with pride going, ha ha ha, I caught right. them. And that again, it's an awful place to be on the receiving end. If you feel like someone is trying to constantly say, gotcha, did that wrong, gotcha, did that wrong. Again, destruction, where I think the people that we really love and we care for when we're in humility, and they make a mistake, we offer all of this grace. Mm. Oh, it's okay, it was an intimate mistake. I understand how you read the map wrong, right? right? I understand all this extra grace. And but sometimes with our spouse, we don't. I know the day that I got the map wrong, I was like, oh, hun, there's actually not an X for 10 miles. And you didn't get all over me, you're like, it's okay. <laughs> right. I'll be the like, one walking, but it's okay. <laughs> no, you didn't like you could have said, "Honey, I told you." Right. Right? I told you this is the last exit. You don't know anything. You don't know how to read a map. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. You could have like used that for just to rail on me, but instead you're like, "Honey, you made an innocent mistake. I understand why you thought that, but I think we'll make it 10 miles." And we did. But I think sometimes we're more eager to offer compassion and grace to someone else mm. when they're wrong. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. And that becomes really challenging mm-hmm. because if I hear you on the phone offering grace to someone mm-hmm. else and yet you just jumped all over me, right. it, it really makes me resent your friend, right? Mm-hmm. But it also makes me resentful toward you. Mm-hmm. So if I know that I'm going to get that same grace, then I smile and I'm like, yep, that's how Tara is. That's just how <laughs> she is. So I think we've noticed such a big difference in our marriage when we do this. And again, we don't do it enough. <laughs> I know that. I know like Well, these are this is one of those podcasts that Tara's yes. gonna remind me of occasionally when right. I'm like, I'm, like oh. I'm right on this. She's like, Hey Joe, episode twenty one. But this is one of those things that you know when God's working in your heart, when he brings those things to your mind. So then when mm. I'm sitting there going, Oh, Joe is so wrong and I'm just feeling that when the Holy Spirit's like <clears throat> you know, yeah. where is your heart at? Are you trying to prove him wrong? Do you have his best interest at heart? No, my my best interest at heart and mm. I wanna be right. That's my first, and learn to let that go and saying, God, show me how to be humble. Show me how to love and respect my husband. Again, even if he is wrong, mm. there's going to be a time soon today, Joe, that you're going to be wrong. <laughs> really? Today? I can guarantee it. And there's going to be a time <laughs> that I'm wrong. <laughs> yes. And when we live more on the humility side, again, we fight less. Mm-hmm. We don't even fight about things. Like that, that whole exit thing would have been like a fight. Right. earlier we would have just gotten all over each other like rah, 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 rah. and now it's like oh okay you made a mistake you were wrong let's mm. just work together to find a solution they resolve faster yeah instead of fighting for four hours we can mm-hmm. go in three minutes oh you may be right right and then we're fine um and it, and it actually feels really good to be able to see you uh, like I celebrate the fact that mm-hmm. that you're not wrong right like I don't have to to put a lot of emphasis on that and and it's a growing process. These are things that, you know, it, it does take time. And, and again, our pride does creep in from time to time. And it's like, you know what? I just want to be right in this one. Right. I think that's the biggest example in our lives. Again, when you know 
you're growing in humility, not that yeah. you want to think about how much you're growing in humility because then you're not humble anymore. But now I can rejoice when you're right. So if we do come to a discussion and say, hey, I think this is the case, I think that's the case, and we're arguing, and it turns out that you're right, I actually can be excited and say, hey, guess what, Joe? You were right. And I could like <laughs> literally celebrate that instead of like being cranky about it, like, ah, he's wrong. And I could be like, hey, this is awesome. And we can laugh at each other and celebrate when one of, if I was wrong about a, a situation and you were right, I just can celebrate you and say, hey, Joe, you were right. And what's really awesome <laughs> about that is who doesn't like to be told right. they were right. And it does grow closeness. Mm-hmm. It, it's an interesting thing that happens when I walk in the door from work and Tara says, remember yesterday, <laughs> you were so right. Yes. Or I come in and say that mm-hmm. there's something that it does to our closeness. Mm-hmm. It, it bonds us a little bit tighter. And it's not so much feeding your pride as if people are walk, walking around you all day long saying you're right that's probably not a good thing but the context of our marriage to say hey when we get it right we're going to tell each other that and then it helps lower those defenses and lower that pride in us that we have to really fight for it because i go okay i don't have to fight to be right with you because i know you want me to be right so maybe that's a challenge for you this week <laughs> is to find one moment this week where your spouse is right, right. or was right mm-hmm. and really uh, draw that out to say, hey, you were really right about this. Yeah, like good thinking about that. Like right. you were thinking logically about that. You were thinking ahead. You saw something that no one else saw. And it's a, a reason to build up your spouse rather than go on full battle mode. You know, another thing that that does that's really cool is it causes me to shift my focus to 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 start to look for the things that you're doing well, mm-hmm. that you're excelling at. And as I celebrate with you on those things, you start to see more of those things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's it really is a, a much, for us anyway, it's a much better place to be than on the other side of that. Right. Not that we don't fall there frequently, but again, you've already told me I'm going to be wrong today. So I'm just already bracing for it. Well, I think that's a catch up pride. Once we think to ourselves, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Right. So we know it's a daily battle to die to ourselves and to be humble with each other. So it has to be a daily battle. Otherwise it will come in and destroy your marriage. So next week we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Will you forgive me? So I'm just going to ask you straight out. I know I'm going to be wrong later. Will you forgive me? <laughs> exactly. Whatever you're wrong for, I will plan on forgiving you. Yeah, that's you. next week. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We, uh, It is an absolute privilege to hang out with you each episode. We don't take it lightly that you choose to spend some time with us. We're so grateful. Thank you for your feedback. It is so huge. When you send a rating, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's the right thing to do. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And if you don't leave a review, you may be right. You may be wrong, though. <laughs> and we like our reviews, we like our ratings, and we love to connect with you on Facebook at Behind Our Smiles. And we're also on Instagram at Behind Our Smiles Pod. So, yeah, thank you again so much. And thanks to our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries, helps to make this uh, episode possible. If you don't know a lot about them, when a medical need arises, your medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries, and then they notify members to pray and send money directly to you for your shareable bills. In fact, you can use that money received to help pay your medical bills. It's affordable. You can join today and you can find out more at samaritanministries.org slash smiles.